0: Matthew seventeen fourteen to 20 When Jesus and his followers came back to the crowd, a man came to Jesus and bowed before him. The man said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has epilepsy and is suffering very much because he often falls into the fire and into the water. I brought him to your followers, but they could not cure him. Jesus answered, Your people have no faith and your lives are all wrong. How long must I put up with you? How long must I continue to be patient with you? Bring the boy here. Jesus gave a strong command to the demon inside the boy. Then the demon came out and the boy was healed from that time on. The followers came to Jesus when he was alone and asked, Why couldn't we force the demon out? Jesus answered, Because your faith is too small. I tell you the truth. If your faith is as big as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there and it will move. All things will be possible for you.
1: For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed you will say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you amen good morning my friends i hope you have been enjoying our youth service and i will start this message this morning telling you a story A story about a small town in which there were no liquor stores, right? Eventually, however, a nightclub was built right on the main street. And members of one of the churches in the area, they were really disturbed. And they were so disturbed that they started to do several all-night prayer meetings. And they were asking the Lord to burn down that den of iniquity. Probably not a very nice thing to do it, but it did. So lightning struck the tavern a short time later, and it was completely destroyed by fire. The owner, knowing how the church people had prayed, sued them for the damages. His attorney claimed that their prayers had caused the loss. The congregation, on the other hand, hired a lawyer and fought the charges. And after much deliberation, the judge declared, so I'll read for you. It's the opinion of the court that whatever the guilt may lie, the tavern keeper is the one who really believes in prayer, while the church members do not. We we can laugh about this story, we smile at this story. But this story suggests how faithless we sometimes are, how lacking our faith can be. And in today's scripture reading, we see that the same lack of faith on the part of the disciples. Just prior to the events in front of us, we see that Peter, James, and John are on a mountain with jesus and there jesus is transfigured before his three disciples and we are told that his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light and moses and elijah appeared and talked with jesus then matthew 17 verse 5 says a bright cloud overshadowed them and a voice from the cloud saying said This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. So, on that mountain, the faith of Peter, James, and John in Jesus is greatly strengthened. There they are shown that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is the Christ and the Messiah. And that he is the prophet they must listen to. But at the same time, as the faith of these three disciples is being strengthened, the faith of the other disciples is being tested and is found to be lacking. In fact, it's is found to be non existent. We read that a father brought his son to the nine disciples for healing, right? and the boy appeared to to suffer from some kind of epileptic seizures and because of these seizures he often fell into water or fire and hurted himself so why did the father bring his son to the disciples for healing why didn't he wait for jesus to come down from the mountain and why did the disciples attempt to heal the boy why didn't they also wait for jesus to to come down from the mountain and we find the answers for all these questions earlier in the gospel matthew 10 verse 1 says jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal every disease and sickness and when Jesus sent them out to the lost sheep of Israel, he gave them this command, Matthew 10, verse 7 and 8. And proclaim as you go, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You receive without pain, give without pain. And what happened then? Luke 9 verse 6 tells us. And they departed and went through the villages. Preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. So the disciples, it's obvious. They had the power to heal the boy. That's why the father brought his boy to them. That's why neither the father nor the disciples waited for Jesus to come down From the mountain. So the disciples had the power to heal the boy. Yet in this instance, they could not heal him. Why not? What happened? Compare the disciples to to Jesus here for a moment. Jesus is on the scene for only a few moments. And scripture says, And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the boy was healed instantly, instantly. So how come the disciples could not do this? The disciples asked Jesus about their inability to drive out the evil spirit. They asked, why couldn't we drive out? And Jesus said, because you have So little faith. So I have another question for you, my friends. Does this mean the disciples' problem is little faith? Does this mean that if their faith is bigger, stronger, and better, they would then be able to heal the boy? That's what it sounds like. But I believe that this is not what Jesus means. Notice what Jesus calls his disciples when he first comes on the scene. It's quite a harsh saying. Jesus called them as faithless and twisted generation. And then he says, For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, You'll say to this mountain, move from here to there. And it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. So to heal the boy, all they need is faith, small as a mustard seed. And my friends, in that day and age, the mustard seed was the smallest thing The human eye could see. There was nothing smaller. So we can only conclude then. That the disciples faith. Was even smaller than the mustard seed. Which was the smallest known thing. So Jesus is saying that their faith was so small. That it was non-existent. Jesus is saying they had no faith jesus is saying they did not believe the power of jesus and the bible tells us about their unbelief or lack of faith a number of times for for instance they they did not believe the five loaves and two fish would feed the five thousand Nor do they believe that the seven loaves and a few small fish would feed the 4,000. They did not believe it was Jesus walking towards them on the water. And Peter lacked the faith to walk to Jesus on the water. So there are plenty of examples here of their lack of faith. Time after time, the disciples are confronted with the awesome power of Jesus. And Jesus gave them his power when he sent them out. Yet they did not believe. Their unbelief made them unable to cast out the evil spirit within the boy. All they have to do was to believe in Jesus and his power. But they did not. So unbelief. Made the disciples weak. And ineffective. And unbelief makes Christians. You and me. Weak and ineffective too. If we don't believe in Jesus. His power. His might. We are as important. And Helpless, as the disciples. So unbelief made the disciples weak, and ineffective. Ineffective. I'm sorry. And unbelief can also make us weak, and ineffective. However, belief, on the other hand, makes us powerful and effective. By faith, in faith, we can do anything. In Matthew 21, we are told about the time Jesus cursed a tree and caused it to immediately wither. And then Christ says, Matthew 21, 21, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, But even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And in another place, Jesus says, Luke 17, verse 6. If you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. And if you don't know, the mulberry tree is a very deep Rooted tree. And next to impossible to move. But even though Jesus makes this promise. And in our passage, Jesus says, For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. And the mountain that Jesus is speaking Is the mountain of transfiguration that we spoke of just a few minutes ago. And the disciples see that mountain standing right in front of them. Nothing in creation seems more solid and immovable than that mountain for the disciples. Yet Jesus says to the disciples that faith, real faith, true faith... Can command that mountain to move. And my friends. There are many mountains in life. Problems. Disease. Trials. Difficulties. Disabilities. Heartaches. Worries. Money problems. Fights and quarrels. COVID. And the like and so on. And many of those can be so big. Many of those can look so big. Many of these can look impossible and immovable. But Jesus is telling us that true faith can move and overcome all such difficulties. Faith in the power of God, can make the impossible possible faith in the power of god takes impossibilities in stride hallelujah but i know that some of you might be tempted to say to me philippi you know my faith is not strong enough to do any of these things But my brothers and sisters, I want to tell you that it makes no difference at all how strong your faith is. Listen to what Jesus says again. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you so notice a faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains a faith the size of a mustard seed that's not much faith isn't it a tiny mustard seed however this tiny mustard seed grows into a towering bush Of 10 or 12 feet high. Likewise, a tiny faith, we tiny faith, can work great things. So a big faith is not needed. God does not give big promises to those of big faith and then medium promises to those of medium faith. And then small promises to those with small faith. And we tiny promises to those with we tiny faith. That's not the promise. The biggest promise can't be claimed by those with we tiny faith. It's not the question or, of big or small faith. It's not a question of more or less faith. It's not a question of deep or shallow faith. It's a question of faith or unbelief. It's not a question of mature or immature faith. It's not a question of a rock solid faith. Or a faith filled with doubts. It's a question of faith or unbelief. If only there is true faith its quantity or quality is irrelevant true faith however small can wither trees uproot trees and move mountains if you believe in jesus says our passage nothing will be impossible for you but i have another question that you're probably wondering how come the size of one's faith makes no difference and the answer is because true faith whether big or small looks to the almighty god We are not to look to ourselves and our faith, its strength, its weakness. We are to look to the God of our faith, His strength, His power, and His might. So you see, true faith, whether big or small, puts us in possession of God's power. So do you know what we need? What we need is not a great faith, but a faith in a great God. Because once we have faith in a great God, then nothing will be impossible for you. And I want you to think for a moment about Bible passages that talk about the great acts of our great God. Do you remember what the Lord said after Sarah laughed about the possibility of bearing a child? God said, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Genesis 18, 14. And after hearing all about God and his might, do you remember what Job said? He said in Job 42, I know that you can do all things. No plans of you can be thwarted. Do you remember what the angel of the Lord said to Mary when she asked how she, a virgin, could possibly conceive and bear a son? The angel angel told her about the conception by the Spirit and said, For nothing is impossible with God. Luke 1.37 Friends, our God is a great, great God. And He is so great that nothing is impossible for Him. We have a mighty, great God. Now we have to believe He can do anything. Anything He wants to do. Anything He wants to do. So let me repeat what I said before. What we need is not a great faith, but faith in a great God. Because once we have faith in a great God, then nothing will be impossible for you. True faith, you see, looks to this great God and takes possession of his power. It's the Apostle Paul who, who, who put it best. He says in Philippians 4, 13, very well known passage. I can do all things through him. Who strengthens me. All things. Through him. Who strengthens me. By the strength of God. There is nothing. We cannot do. By the strength of God. I can. I can transplant trees into the sea. I can wither trees. I can move mountains and i came i can overcome all obstacles and problems look at the heroes of faith listed in hebrews 11 and included as noah who built the ark abraham who left home and country Moses' parents who hid him from the egyptians Rahab, who welcomed the spies, and so on. And I must tell you, there was nothing special about the faith of this man and woman. It wasn't stronger or weaker than ours. There is, however, something special about the God or their faith. Something special about the God of their faith. He is almighty. all powerful. Able to do anything and everything. For truly I say to you. If you have faith like a grain of mustard seed. You will say to this mountain. Move from here to there. And it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. Do you have this faith, my friends? Remember, what you need is not a great faith. But a faith in a great God. So come to Jesus. Believe in him and you will have the power of faith you will have the power that can move mountains you will have a power that can move every obstacle in life if you believe you will have the power of God acting in you, for you, and through you. Amen. Let's now sing our final worship song called, We Believe.